Welcome to the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. My name is Barbara Anderson. I'm one of the co-founders of Destination Better, the company who brings you this podcast. This is a special podcast. We are now all in the midst of the coronavirus and trying to figure out what to do with it. And so what we've done is created a special episode on how companies can respond. We're providing resources and tips and ways to walk through what your company's doing, what you're doing in your role to get through this unprecedented situation. And I'm Janet Craig, the other co-founder of Destination Better. As Barbara mentioned on today's show, we're gonna walk you through five questions you can ask yourself to help you and your company manage through this crisis. As always, we'll have those questions as a download at destinationbetter.com. So welcome everybody to the Destination Better Daily Brief on coronavirus, company resources and companies' responses. So I'm Barbara Anderson. And, and, I'm, and I am Janet Craig. We are the founding partners of Destination Better and also co-hosts co of the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. That's right. And so... Janet and I, uh, the reason that we're doing these, and we wanted to keep these brief but informative. And so the reason that we decided to do these is, um, and uh, just as a side note too, we, are, we may post this on, um, on our website and also on the Creating Responsible Companies podcast for folks who join us. So um, we have seen our colleagues really wrestling with this, haven't we, Janet? We have. We are um, working in inside and outside of some pretty large companies and some other organizations. Um, this has definitely shaken all of our companies to a core, for sure. And so we just couldn't sit by and see folks struggle. And, and so many organizations are trying to say, what can we do to help? some amazing examples. And so as our company, we said, you know, we can help guide people through this um, and give some tips, share some, what some other companies are doing. This falls squarely inside of when you think about corporate social responsibility or environment, social and governance. This is definitely part of how you manage uh, risks, how you engage with your communities, uh, take care of your stakeholders, both internally and externally. Um, and so we said, this is something that we hopefully can provide some resources on. So we thought we'd jump into that and um, let, let folks know that we want to help. Feel free to contact us uh, at destinationbetter.com, which is also where the podcast is, where this replay will be, as well as replays from the other day. So we're going to do this weekdays until we don't need to anymore, hopefully, right? So we welcome it as well. So as we, um, so what we thought we'd do is just share with you yesterday, um, we're not going to go into these, but these are some really great resources that you can tap into. We went into them on yesterday's webinar, which was March 25th. So the first is guidance for employees. So if you're an employer, how you can help take care of your employees, they've got some customizable resources here at the U.S. Chamber. The second is a corporate aid tracker. And this is uh, looking at ways that the business community is mobilizing its expertise, capabilities, 
and community resources to assist with relief and containment efforts. Some really inspirational ways um, there. It's also tracks kind of globally uh, where grants are going to. You can look at it on a map. You can look at it by organizations, the largest organizations, um, smallest ones, what they're contributing to. And then LinkedIn has done a great job of keeping up with what companies are doing in terms of their ways, both from a company perspective, which we're going to talk about today, and also kind of from a um, CSR, corporate social responsibility or philanthropic um, resources. So anything else on this, Janet? No, just that there is a ton of information out there right now, and we just want to make it easy for That's people right. to find, right? That's what we're trying to do. We try to make it easy. So the second is in terms of philanthropic. How are companies responding? What are they doing to give back? And candid.org is keeping a terrific list of how companies are responding as well. Um, and our friends at visit.org have, um, because they've had to shift their business model pretty much overnight from providing on-site volunteer activities for companies and employees all around the world, especially to small nonprofit organizations, because people aren't traveling, um, they really had to kind of completely pivot their, their business. So they are meeting twice a day, capturing what organizations are doing, what companies are doing, and you can sign up for a daily email that they're sending out at visit.org. Uh, so that's a great resource. And then last, uh, if you're a business owner or you're an employee, there's all kind of financial resources in almost by the hour. Uh, we encourage you to look at um, government resources, both at the federal level in the US, as well as um, county, state, and even local at the city level. So there's tons of uh, resources out there. Local community foundations are providing resources, especially for, um, in terms of uh, if your employees aren't able to meet their bills, um, there's some with food uh, distribution. So anything else on this, Janet, before we jump in to today's topic? Um, yeah, my only feedback on that is that um, there are some really um, great ways and sometimes some just really simple ways to get back, like visit.org's email list, a really simple way to get back to the basics to share information. And hopefully the way we're sharing this information will be helpful as well. Yeah, so a lot of organizations are, they're collecting re research and um, so it's great to share it, So, which is what we're trying to do here. So we've got two different slides that we thought we'd go through today. And the first is what companies should consider when they think about their response as a company and what they can do to, to uh, respond in this time because it's such an unusual time that uh, companies are kind of wrestling with what to do and where to start and everybody's overwhelmed. So what we thought we'd share here is um, some practical ways. So when you think about developing, uh, so this is called what companies should consider in their company response. So when companies are developing their response as a company, um, in the second piece of this, the next slide we're gonna go to is more kind of corporate social responsibility specific. But at the 10,000 foot level, you have a company, you're inside of a company, you work for a company, you own a company. How can you respond to this? So Janet and I are going to go through these five different um, areas that we encourage you to consider. So first is, how has this impacted our business and our industry? 
So we are, we are all in some sort of an industry. So first think about who has it impacted? What stakeholders? And when we say stakeholders, we aren't thinking shareholders, although that's certainly an important stakeholder. Um, we're thinking about in your employees. How is it impacting them? Are they having to work more? Are they maybe temporarily not working? Or maybe are they going to lose their jobs? So think about the impacts it has on them, on their families, on uh, them being able to meet their bills or not. Think about your customers. Are there services that you're not able to provide now or products that you're not able to, or maybe you can't provide enough if it's toilet paper, <laughs> give me one. Um, and then from your supply chain, think about your suppliers. So uh, we know that there's a light at the end of this tunnel. We don't know when that's gonna be, but you're gonna need those suppliers. So are there ways that now you maybe can help to support your suppliers so that that supply chain can continue when you need to ramp back up and hopefully it will be as quickly overnight to ramp back up as it has been so far. So um, anything else on that, Janet, you wanna go through the kind of what, how, what, what has been done to impact companies, um, businesses and their industry? Oh, is, do, do I have any other comments on number one? Sure, yeah, and then- Oh, I, yeah, my, yeah, I'm so sorry, yeah. My only comment would be that, that this is kind of like Im immediate, what is happening right now? The first question, how has this impacted our business and industry to ask yourself? And as much as you can, document. It's so important because in a month or two months or however long this is gonna take for this to, to, to get um, back in control, you may forget about some of the people that were impacted um, that were stakeholders. And so please just do your best to document right now. It will be such useful information in the future. And um, as we go through the rest of these questions, I think number one is more of like, we're feeling this pressure right now. What's going on with our employees, our customers, our suppliers? What is our, you know, what is happening with our revenue? Um, what's happening with the people that may be currently working for us? Or maybe they have had to, you've had to let them go. Um, are you helping them with other, think about innovative other ways that they can work so that they can themselves can stay um, financially viable and sustainable so that when it's time, you can hire them back. That's right. And some companies are even paying employees to do philanthropic type things. So think about the long term. Uh, we know it's a uh, was going into this a tight job market. Those you're going to need those folks back eventually. Uh, so what can you do to foster those relationships? So thanks for that, Janet. Number two, what do the next 30, 60, or 90 days look like? So it might be hard right now to think about that, but what we suggest is you've got a wealth of knowledge in all of your stakeholders. So as we talked about your employees, your frontline employees, your salespeople, your, um, if you're in manufacturing, who's on the front line, the talent and knowledge that they have there, bring together your board of directors, bring together your customers, and have a sounding board, have some brainstorming sessions, envision, say, what's, where do you see us in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days? And you can go farther out, but we are thinking kind of more of, like Janet said, kind of a triage uh, scenario. So think about 
different scenarios in terms of like what is the absolute worst case that could happen and what what are we going to do at this so at the 30-day mark what's the worst case but also think about the best case and if you think those scenarios through you're going to be that much better uh, in a position to respond and then think about how can we get ahead of both the good possibilities and the bad possibilities the more we think about it, maybe you'll come up with something innovative. Maybe you'll think about some other product offering. Um, so there's, I think companies are hopefully doing this, but this is something that I think companies should do. So anything else on that, Janet? Of course. Good. <laughs> you know, I'm a big proponent of efficient decision-making and we're also, Barbara and I are both big proponents of, um, companies communicating what their environmental and social impacts are and taking a look at risk. And this was completely not foreseen by any way, shape or form. And so when we look at situations like this, we see them as amazing opportunities to get those stakeholders together because everybody's affected. It's not that we're asking companies to be more transparent or authentic or something like that. You have to be right now. And if there was any time to get your board of directors, your key executive leadership together, your management, everybody in your company together, no matter how large or small your company is, now is the time and you have such an amazing opportunity for communication and really understanding some of those blind spots that or or typically not always managed because they didn't need to be managed at the time social impacts of your company and we are in the middle of it people and this is a great time to try to efficiently make decisions look at the next 30 60 90 days use it as a way to communicate openly with your stakeholders bring together people from the community so that you can really kind of work through this together. It's um, sadly, we have to look at this as an opportunity as well as balance the, um, the parts of it that just aren't so great. And the diversity of thought with all of those stakeholders is gonna be really rich and, and very valuable. Uh, and then um, from that perspective, as we think about number three, what opportunities do we see during this time? So we always are glass half full, but we have to think about how can we turn lemons into lemonade if that's possible. Uh, first, who needs help and how can we provide it? Both from a company standpoint and what you, you do with your services. So maybe your company is meeting with your local government officials or the federal government officials and trying to work through some solutions. Um, who needs help and how can we provide it? Each company has a unique offering and um, they can lend that then. And we'll talk a little bit at, um, next on the corporate social responsibility response. But how can you innovate using your existing infrastructure? There's companies like Ford who have said, we've got these filtered devices in our cars and we've got a manufacturing facility. How can we help make some respirators? There's um, companies uh, who are, have um, beer and spirits who said we can make hand sanitizer. And so think about the innovation that you can use with your existing infrastructure, or maybe even acquiring something a little bit different or partnering with another organization, collaborating, teaming up, 
and think about your business offerings. You might need to totally pivot. Today I was driving around and every restaurant has big banners. We're, uh, we still are doing delivery and pickup. And um, you have to really be overt in your messaging and be very clear about what your offerings are, but you may have to completely pivot your business. And Janet, you had the one example of the local steakhouse, right? Yeah, there's a couple of examples. Um, Burn Steakhouse, which is known as one of the, you know, most incredible restaurants in the world, has gone from having, like every other restaurant, having people inside their business to, not having people inside their business. So for instance, they're selling their steaks. They've now become a purveyor of meats. Um, when I think about some of our other local restaurants, um, Barbara and I are based in St. Petersburg, Florida. When I think of some of our other local restaurants that also use local farmers, and maybe the um, if the demand is down now because of the restaurant demand is down, but we still have farmers producing, the restaurants could become the distribution center for that for the um, the goods and uh, the great fresh produce that's coming out of those farms. We have to innovate and think about what existing infrastructure do I have? What does my supply chain look like? who's being impacted, how can we continue um, to provide these goods and services to people? We just have to do it a different way. Well said. So number four, uh, what do we need help with? So we, um, we as business leaders often think, oh, we don't want to be vulnerable and um, pretend that we need help. We, you know, we think we've got a shield of armor or we wear a cape, but oftentimes we have to. And this is a great opportunity, especially as you've got your sounding boards or your different stakeholder groups come together to bring in your supply chain, your suppliers. They, um, you have numerous suppliers likely. They have families, they have businesses. A lot of them like say in the food and restaurant industry, they can't just, their gardens are still growing, their cattle are still growing. Um, so what is it that you can do maybe in the interim to help them out? Maybe reinvest a little bit in advance, pay them in advance so that you know that they'll be there. But think about that at each of those different levels of your supply chain. What about your customers? What do they need? This is a terrific opportunity to foster relationships with your customers that's gonna last forever. If you're there in the hard times, uh, maybe you do something, you advance them something, or maybe um, you work out some deals with them. I've seen, gosh, last night uh, I was watching a little TV and I see the car companies will deliver the car to you, you know, at no additional expense and like 120 days, um, no payment. And um, companies that are like the, a lot of the cell phone companies have waived any data cap. It's unlimited data so that people can work from home. Think about those things now that you can do that's gonna really help to retain those customers in the long term. And then near and dear to our heart is always your community. What are the greatest needs in your community? And people will remember that when um, we all come out of this, how you're giving back. We see so many fast food restaurants and just mom and pop restaurants and even chains. Um, I saw KFC was delivering to hospitals. Oh no, KFC was doing backpacks for kids who would normally be like on a free or reduced lunch uh, program at school. But we see um, restaurants delivering to medical staff and hospitals. So think about maybe you have this inventory of something 
um, I was listening to a church was saying um, that they realized that in their like disaster kits, they had all these disaster kits in case of a hurricane or flood. And they realized they had those masks in every one of those kits. And they found like 3,500 that they were able. So think about like what's in your inventory that maybe you could help out with. And then second, and this is a very vulnerable thing, but I think this is how you help foster relationships is ask for help. You might need to reach out to these stakeholders and say, this is what we're really struggling with. Um, how can you help us? How can we collaborate? If we do something for you now, it's a give and take, right? It's a whole new environment. So what have you got on that, Janet? Yeah, I totally agree. And that kind of goes back to what I said about number three above, and that is looking at your supply chain and especially the supply chain um, members that depend on you for the distribution of their own products and goods and services that may be disrupted, how can you continue to do that? And also something to think about too, is you may have had some problems or issues or things that you wanted to fix in your supply chain before the coronavirus hit, that now maybe, maybe they're not such big, huge problems anymore because of the shifting business models. Um, so when we do go back to normal, um, this is a good time to look at, at some of those problems that you wanted to fix and again, document them and think about how you can, you know, use this time to think about better ways of uh, doing business. And we hope that everybody has some really great ideas that they want to share too. So it's, yep. And that leads us to the last one for today yep. is what have we learned that we can help others? So every company is figuring this out on their own or, or they're learning something along the way. And, we should share. This is the time that we break down competitive walls, that we come together across the industry to share, to be leaders and say, this is, you know, if we, if, if we found something that took us three days to figure out and you share it and you save another organization that three days, that'll go a long way uh, down the road. And this is a, um, another way to foster relationships across all of your stakeholders. Be transparent with your employees. Tell them what you're facing. And, you know, when um, employees have to um, get laid off or are temporarily furloughed or whatever, if they don't see what actions your company is taking, they could be really frustrated. They're going to be disappointed and frustrated anyway. But if they realize that you're taking steps on your own and um, the dramatic steps that you're tasting, taking, the things that you're trying to uh, help them with, can you help connect them with government resources? Can you help connect them with uh, community resources in that case? But even in your supply chain, what are some things that you can do maybe with industry associations or trade associations to share that knowledge? And um, these, these relationships um, can display you as a leader, it can display you as a collaborator. Who knows, it could even open a whole new business, line of business, or it could even open collaborative partnerships that you come out the other side that maybe individually the two companies might not stand on their own, but together they can come together. So it's just a whole new world, right, Janet? Yeah, I think those are all really, really great points. And one of other thing that I would like to say is going back to, um, for like some of our, um, the employees that work in the uh, restaurant field. I was reading some information this morning that a restaurant owner from Tampa shared, and that is that restaurants 
are represent 4% of our um, GDP. That's a sizable <laughs> chunk of our economy. And if we have lots of restaurant workers that are all of a sudden not employed, um, they're still employable. So how can you help them work through your um, supply chain or your supplier um, relationships with companies that are hiring? And it's not this huge shift in employment from not being able to be employed in one industry, but you're still employable, but you could be employable in another industry. That other industry is seeing a rise. It's not always gonna be like that, but we all need jobs. So just think through that. And as Barbara had said, we have seen some incredible relationships and innovative solutions to things like this um, through some of the companies that we've worked with just by people communicating and being in a position of needing help. And we all need help right now. So don't even hesitate to reach out and think about what you need because other people are out there trying to solve problems too. And they may just have the solution to your problem. That's right. So what, I, what I'd like to do is I think I'd like to pause on this and then tomorrow for our live webinar, go through company CSR uh, responses, because I think this is a lot of information and I don't want to overwhelm anyone. These are some great steps. And I think if companies or leaders can think this through and then uh, tomorrow, what we'll do is we'll be here at noon on Friday, the 27th of March to walk through how you can respond from a CSR perspective. And, uh, and this is gonna be very similar to this, um, but it's not just philanthropy. It's not just giving things away. It's again, ways to add value to your company now that could last um, for the duration. And so we'll go through that tomorrow. What I, um, is there um, anybody on who would like to, is there any questions or anything that we have? I'll have you look at that. Well, I invite our, um, audience to think about um, joining us. Maybe you've worked through something that you think you could share and, and uh, help others. And so if you'd like to join us either on the live or for something separately recorded, either for the podcast or just to share with uh, other business leaders, we welcome you to do that. So think about these uh, five questions, how it's impacted you, your business, your industry. Number two, what are the next 30, 60, 90 days look like? Number three, what opportunities do you see during this time, maybe using innovation in your existing infrastructure? Number four, what do you need help with? And number five, what would you, what have you learned that would help others? And um, I'd just like to add one other thing too, that on our website at destinationbetter.com, there are podcasts that you can listen to that kind of walk you through some of our processes because everybody who knows me knows that I love a good process. But we also on our say hello tab, there is a button that you can push and you can leave us up to a three minute voice message. So if you've done something really great that you want to share, please just go to destinationbetter.com, click on the say hello tab, leave us a message or send us an email. We'd love to share. We need to be sharing information at this time. I see lots and lots of Facebook and media posts for inside and social media posts, inside comments, where people are connecting people inside comments. But unless you read the comments, you can't see what's going on. So use our infrastructure for our podcast. Use our website. Use the Say Hello 
tab to leave us a, a voice message. It'll come straight to us very quickly. And we'd love to share your story, share your solution, share your idea so that we can all work through this together. Yep, and our email is hello at destinationbetter.com. And as Janet said, it's on our website. And uh, we do have a dedicated resource page now for coronavirus resources. So this will be on there. Our other recordings will be on there. Anything that we have related to um, what we are learning along the way and ourselves and our journey. So, um, so we're glad that you joined us today. We will be doing this again for the next foreseeable future for um, daily, Monday through Friday at noon. So um, kind of a quick brief webinar and uh, we hope you find it uh, helpful and we'd love to hear from you and any feedback, comments, ideas, suggestions as well. Anything else on that, Janet, before we head out? That's it. Just thanks for watching and please share and, um, and communicate with us so that we can share your information. That's right. All right. Thank you all so much.